0: From time to time, America faces threats from monsters who want to destroy our democracy. Pearl Harbor, 1941, 9-11, 2001. Donald Trump, just like those other threats to American democracy, tried to destroy our system. Hmm.
1: A monster, you say. A monster, you have deemed Donald John Trump. Wow. Yes. Donald John Trump. Walking into the room and hearing George Thorogood's bad to the bone with every step. Yeah, right. Michael Beschloss, please, please. You, you used to be a historian. Now you're, you're a pundit. Now you're an opinion guy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant here on the Chris Plant Show. One more hour to go as I sit in for Chris this week. Thank you for being here. It is Friday. Pat yourself on the back. Friday, Louya to you. I know it's cheesy, but it makes people smile when you say it. Friday, Louya to you. Yesterday, Mr. Trump was in court for about 30 minutes. He He did what he was supposed to do, stand up, plead not guilty, say his full name and his age, and then... He was fingerprinted, not mugshot, not a mugshot taken. Federal courts don't do that. He got all the conditions of his release. He's not allowed to talk to the witnesses. The judge was very stern, as expected. The weird part was there were a whole bunch of judges in the back of the courtroom. Apparently, this was a show of strength on behalf of this judge. A bunch of justice uh, judges from the region, from the... The district were there. Kind of curious, kind of like, kind of like having all your mob buddies show up and uh, sit around in the back of the room, eh, just to make sure everything's on the up and up. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a terrible thing if something went wrong. Hmm. That happened yesterday. And then we had the um, meltdown I played you from uh, Joe Scarborough, who's just uh, he—he's just lost it. He's lost it. But in case you missed it. We did get a little advice from Joe Scarborough yesterday.
2: And it's just, it's so bizarre, man. Yeah. It's so bizarre. They're willing to trash every American institution for a guy that's never been loyal to them.
1: Oh, that's, uh, that's another comment in the Wall Street Journal, but he told us not to listen to him anymore and not to listen to MSNBC or CNN. He, he's he's kind of lost it. But their historian over there, Uh, Michael Beschloss really has gone into this breathless, overwhelmed state, talking about how awful, awful Donald Trump is, former President Donald Trump. Here's a little more from Beschloss.
0: This is a day that we have never seen before in American history. This is an ex-president of the United States indicted and arraigned for things he did in office.
1: We could have Well, wait a minute. He said this is a day we've never seen in American history. Well, um, technically, that's wrong, Mr. Historian. It's happened twice before because you guys have done it twice before to the same guy. You just keep trying to pile on stuff, hoping you'll reach critical mass. But wait, there's more from Beschloss.
0: We could have lost our democracy. Really? Our rule of law. Really? The way that we choose presidents. This is something that could have co- caused us to live in an autocracy,
1: and may yet again... Could have caused us to live in an autocracy. Huh. With an autocrat at the head, somebody who doesn't pay attention to the Constitution and the procedure for writing laws, making those laws, signing those laws as the president does, and then enforcing those laws. Uh, So you're saying that would have been gone, and, and we would have had just a leader who would be appointing people who could then write rules and not laws to, say, limit the use of a light bulb or limit which water heater you could have in your home or tell you that you can't have a gas stove or drive a car powered by fossil fuels, an internal combustion engine that you had to you had to then switch everything to these unreliable, not environmentally sound electric vehicles. That's what you're saying. You're saying we could have an autocrat who signs executive orders that will forgive the loans of some, but not others. That will expunge the debt of people who went to college promising they would pay the loans so they could get the Ph.D. in one-legged Native American lesbian folk dancing. But no, we're going to forgive those debts and, and 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 say, thank you for voting for us. Yeah, that certainly does feel like what's happened, but it wasn't Donald Trump. Feels like it was the Democrats, but Beschloss has been on a tear. He's appearing everywhere on MSNBC, everywhere, talking about how awful Mr. Trump is, linking him to uh, not just not just September 11th, not just to Pearl Harbor, but also to uh, bin Laden. This actually was heard from his lips yesterday, too. Pearl Harbor, 9-11, 2001.
0: Osama bin Laden, Donald Trump, just like those other threats to American democracy, tried to destroy our system.
1: Really? Really, sir. I, I, I'd say we are um, a little over the top. Just... just just a little over the top. Uh, MSNBC was having uh, quite a day yesterday. They were, they were all at Twitter about it. They were all excited.
2: This will be not the trial of the century, the trial of the millennium. This is finally the first time that I feel that Donald Trump is being treated like a normal American. I agree with you completely, and I feel invigorated. The gravity of this crime is, like I said, historic and, and I think unparalleled since the Civil War.
1: Oh, unparalleled since the Civil War, Chris says. Between Chris Hayes and Joy Reid, it's just maddening. They got so excited they invented words yesterday. Invented words. He's not the first president who thought he got a bad deal if he lost an election. He right. was the first one to actionize, it to make it, in fact, a, a, a pattern of, of actions that try to reverse it. Check your Funk and Wagnalls dictionary. Actionize is now a Democrat-approved word. He's actionizing things. He's actionizing man. He's Donald John Trump. It is so funny to hear them. So funny to hear them. Uh, and they're all caught up in this. They're, they're all obsessed with it. And they will be for some time now. Uh, Mr. Trump uh, went about his business yesterday, went back to uh, his, his club in Bedminster, New Jersey, his property in Bedminster, New Jersey, and there was a wedding going on. And he, um, <laughs> he crashed the wedding at his own facility. And I'm sure, I'm sure they knew the people were not Democrat supporters. And he went in and got a fabulous applause and chants of USA, USA. And he took the mic and, and honored the bride and groom wonderfully. It was great to see. He uh, appears to be holding up very well. Uh, Joe Biden, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I have an instinct that I believe in following. I think the meeting with Barack Obama last month with Joe Biden at the White House and this 10 days on the beach is all about deciding whether or not they're going to make a run. I know Joe has already announced he really hasn't been campaigning, but this sure feels like this is a turning point, especially when I played for you earlier that statement from, uh, from CNN that talked, there were two statements, CNN talking about the polling numbers, saying that uh, his numbers stink and the handling of the economy is a very critical thing. But I, I believe that we're going to have quite, quite the end of the year leading up to the first primaries. The Democrats are trying to force trials to happen sooner. And uh, the the Trump team is saying, I think, the correct argument here, that you guys had two and a half years to put a case together. The DOJ had two and a half years to do it. And we deserve the same amount of time. So watch for this battle. Watch for this battle to, uh, to happen. And I believe Donald Trump's going to win because, you know, you have to be allowed a certain amount of— um, discovery in these cases you have to be allowed to do the same kind of work and uh, there are some people that are saying "Well, well wait a minute we we believe that uh rasputin has has been hiding some information that jack smith is not being forthcoming with all the information even bill barr said something about that but the problem there is uh with discovery you're not allowed to hide stuff so stay tuned for that the other bit of news yesterday that came out was the transcription of the interview with Devin Archer and the House committee. That was released about 24 hours ago. And uh, one of the things that came out from the transcription was the fact that the Democrats were manipulating. I know you're shocked. You're appalled. You can't believe that the Democrats would twist the testimony, the uh, testimony from, I was going to say under oath, but he wasn't under oath. You're still not allowed to lie to Congress. But uh, the testimony of Devin Archer to that committee, Dan Goldman, the Democrat, the guy who's a creature of the swamp, born here in D.C., Dan Goldman got brought to the discipline couch yesterday by Catherine Herridge over at CBS News. And thank God Catherine Herridge is being allowed to report like this yesterday yesterday. This story popped, not getting enough attention. Well, earlier this week, we just
3: had to rely on the characterization from Republicans and Democrats about Devin Archer's testimony. But now we can see the full transcript. Uh, You'll recall that Democrat uh, Congressman Dan Goldman said that Archer testified that it was the illusion of access to Joe Biden that Hunter Biden was offering to these clients. But in fact, when you look at the transcript, what you see is that that phrase "illusion of access is in Dan Goldman's question Mm. It's actually not what Devin Archer testified to. He says, yes, but that's not quite fair. This was about showing that there was the signal that there's influence and, and access here.
1: Yeah. It was Dan Goldman who penned and spoke the phrase illusion of access. And Archer actually clarified and said, yes, but, and then gave the actual real reason. It's not what he testified to. It really isn't. Thank God for people like this actually doing journalism, even though journalism seems to be at large every single day under the uh, networks controlled by the Democrats. It is amazing. What will happen? Will there be more investigations into the finances of the Bidens? Uh, that's really what needs to happen. We, we really need to see actual pushing by the DOJ. They won't, though, as long as Joe Biden is their boss, <laughs> even though <laughs> he's telling everybody, oh, I keep my distance. I keep no It's quite obvious, sir. There are uh, two tiers of justice under your administration. As long as you have a D, you're in good shape. A couple other stories we have to get to today. I mentioned a huge story in the world of the woke, in the world that has um, changed everything. And, you know, genders are are no longer relying on science and you can be whatever you want. Um, Madness, if you will. Well, yesterday, the governing body that uh, sets all the regulations around swimming internationally, that governing body came up with a ban against people like Leah Thomas, who's really a guy who wants to compete against women because of the advantage, the physical advantage. So going forward, Leah Thomas has been banned from competing against women. Swimming is finally cracking down on transgender athletes. It is a seismic event in terms of sports. FINA, that's the global governing body, announced they have a new open category of competition to include transgender women. So if if you were born this but want to be that, you now have a category, which is kind of the best way to do it. And everybody will know that your category is not... Um, well, let's just say it's it's a fictional category. It's like swimming in the fictional pond. So transgender men can still compete in the male swimming category, and a working group is going to report back, but women will no longer have to face men. If you If you went through puberty and got the advantage of puberty, you can't swim against women. If you were born a man, And went through puberty, you are not allowed to swim against women. This is a gigantic win. And I hope that everyone will take note, because this goes right back to what we talked about, that woke is losing. It took us some time, but woke is losing. And keep voting with your feet. Keep voting with your wallets. Keep voting with every bit of common sense and support of normal that you have. All right, I'm going to take a break. We come back. Let's go to the phones. Let's check out what's happening on the phones. 888 uh, 630 I also have maybe, maybe the greatest pre-flight message from an airline pilot I have ever heard. Again, normalcy is on the return, on the rebound. Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show.
2: You're listening to The Chris Plant Show.
1: Chris Plant Show on a Friday, August 4th, Michael Pelka. I've been in for Chris all week. Thank you for being here. We, uh, we still have some, some fun stories to talk to, but some serious stories we're going to get to. I just um, I want to follow up on a couple of topics we've been hitting. Uh, let's uh, check in with Michael in uh, the great state of Illinois. Michael, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Thank you very much.
3: Enjoy listening to the show.
1: Thank you, sir. What's on your mind? Well, my comment was
3: that maybe people forget. I think when uh, the young man uh, who um, swam as a woman uh, remains names I don't always remember, but uh, he found out that he was ranked 400th,
1: and I think it was 400th best male swimmer in the United States. Yeah, Leah Thomas uh, went from uh, swimming as a man in the 400s to owning— the female category right. because of a, a disadvantage right and i think his cycle psych- it was a psychological
3: damage to him of being ranked there because maybe in his lone little region he was number one and uh, i think this uh, is the best decision i've ever i've uh, i've heard so far by the world swimming that, uh, that uh, this should stop him probably psychologically. It's gonna be a lot of damage. But the other thing is when he swam that 500 meters and won in the, in the NCAA, he was still almost 10 seconds slower than the female world record. And so uh, he'd have an awful lot of ways to go to be the best all the time swimmer. But I think uh, the NCAA needs to do the same thing.
1: Well, thank you for your call. I think the NCAA needs to rescind all of Leah Thomas' awards and give the trophies to the women who rightfully won them. Take it away and give it to the real women. Just a thought. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show.
2: This is The Chris Plant Show. Are
0: you into weird, spooky and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us?
2: Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen.
1: Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for Chris. One more half hour here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We know you have choices and we appreciate you being there. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to take a phone call here in a second. But and then we have to get back to a a pretty big story. I'm going to make a prediction. There's going to be another indictment and sooner than we thought. I think uh, 513 East Coast time this morning. Something happened that has triggered the likelihood of another indictment against Donald John Trump. Five thirteen this morning. I will explain in moments. First, I have to talk to Mary, who's in Illinois and has been holding for a while. Mary, I, I know you're on tenterhooks, waiting to hear what happened at five thirteen this morning. You're welcome to the venture a guess, but I don't want to derail your phone call. Hello. Hi, good morning. Hi. What's up? What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to comment on the the toy segment. Oh, yeah, we we're talking about uh all the crazy toys that really would be unsafe today and you you couldn't have them. You know, the all the lawn darts and all the madness of the past.
3: Well, the one I can that that stands out in my mind the most is the vacuum form.
1: That's the one we met. It yeah. Was, thank you for getting the name right. We would between our two brains Jeff and I could not come up with vacuum form. That was the thing. It was like an injection form. mold. Yeah. It,
3: Hot plastic it, it heated up to about 9000 degrees.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm giving my age away. Well, you're not alone, Mary. All of us, all of us mess with the vacuum forms and have the skin burns to show it. And it, it created a lot of fun, but it was a high risk yes, toy. They, they wouldn't let us have I, that today. No, they wouldn't. And I appreciate the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for being there, Mary. Say hi to my home state. I miss Illinois uh, from the not crazy days. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um By the way, I I said I teased this pilot story, which I will get to. But I just noticed I was doing a quick review of all the the events of the day. And uh, I honestly believe that at 513 this morning, when this event happened, it started triggering what could be and likely will be the fourth indictment against Donald Trump because the left is so obsessed with preventing Mr. Trump from running for president, for getting reelected, that they're just they're readying indictments everywhere you look. And the one of Atlanta has been anticipated. The um, prosecutor Fannie is um, is is drooling like Pavlov's dog when the bells are ringing. But at 513 this morning, Tucker Carlson released Devin Archer part two. Tucker gave us um, an appetizer. Maybe even technically it could be considered an amuse-bouche when he released part one, which was 12 minutes. Part two is 63 minutes and 45 seconds. Tucker Carlson has an hour, an hour of new video from his sit-down with Devin Archer. And I believe that this one contains stuff that is going to ignite the next indictment. What am I talking about? Well, Tucker asks Devin Archer about the left's push to say that Joe Biden uh, didn't really know what Hunter was up to with his business partners, never really met him. There's nothing, there was no there there. Here's that exchange. There's no corruption here at all. This is totally
0: normal. Joe Biden had no role whatsoever. In, uh, in his son's business or knowledge of it. But right. How would, I mean, that seems
1: false. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I think that's, that's categorically false. I think that, what what the, he was aware of Hunter's business. He met with Hunter's business partners. He,
0: I mean, you found a letter that, that illustrates that he knew me. And I he's thanking you. <laughs>
1: he's I, thanking you for so, his efforts. So I think that was, for, yeah. I think for it's your a, efforts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that's a, um, you know, that's, that's, Not factually right. That's not factually right that Joe Biden didn't know. What is it going to take? What is it really going to take for the Department of Justice to authorize a special prosecutor just the way they did with Jack Smith to look into what is just I can't wait to hear the rest of this. I'm going to do it after the show today. Sixty three minutes more. You, You can bet on it. You can bet there will be more to come on this. And just in time to freak everybody out on the left ahead of the weekend, uh, Joe Biden has returned back to the White House, by the way, from his beach vacation. He got to Rehoboth last Friday after he was in Maine, mumbling, fumbling and bumbling words in Maine, and has been uh, at the beach house until today. And I still maintain that even though it wasn't the full 10 days, that this is the time that they're trying to figure out when is the best time for him not to run. Just putting that out there. It's a, my, my spidey senses are reading that. So if there is an indictment today, you can say I heard it on the Chris Plant show with that crazy guy, Michael Pelka, sitting in for Chris Plant. Yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, there also is uh, something else that's going on. Just as I praised CBS News earlier, I, I gave CBS News a lot of a lot of uh, credibility for its journalism in allowing Katherine Herridge to expose the Bravo Sierra behind uh, Dan Goldman's claims that uh, Devin Archer didn't tell us anything. I wonder if Goldman knew there was going to be a second <laughs> a second Tucker Carlson tape. I wonder if he knew. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he's got to be going hamina, 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 hamina right now. Well, Catherine Herridge pointed out where Goldman was wrong, where Goldman was twisting the truth, and that, that so often happens. And then today, um, CBS News gets points taken off when Gail King tried to spin the rising gas prices. So it has nothing to do with the fact that Joe Biden turned us uh, from an energy exporting nation, a global powerhouse in producing energy, oil and gas into a beggar nation. Traveling the globe, begging people for more oil and gas at cheaper rates. Nothing to do with <laughs> not, you people. <laughs> I, yes, I enjoy saying you people because these people are crazy. That's absolutely a giant lie. Uh, get yeah, the the temperature. Really, is that what you want to tell us? You want us to bite that? Okay. Um, sorry, I'm I'm not playing. Uh, it's just uh, it's a shame. I did mention this earlier. I know a lot of you have traveled on planes uh, since the pandemic. The airlines have been saying they're doing pretty well, and then we hear that they're not doing well. So which is it? Which which is it that that's happening? Um, the airlines still still seeing full flights. And there was an American Airlines flight completely sold out where um, the pilot was doing the pre-flight announcements and somebody caught it. Somebody started capturing it because they felt like this, um, this, this pilot's words might have been a little, uh, a little over the line. I think this is excellent, and I think if I knew this guy was flying the plane that I was on, I would feel not only comfortable, I would feel uh, very safe in his hands. Uh, this is the American Airlines captain telling you that he's had it with all the bad behavior on the planes, and he's setting down some rules, and i got to get this to play now. Come on, Captain, talk to me. All right, hang on a second. We'll get to this here in one second. Uh, they've actually had this um, this pilot's speech reviewed by Harvard experts in leadership and say that this is really how you should do it. This is how it should be done.
2: Remember, the flight attendants are primarily here for your safety after that. They're here to make you play more enjoyable. They're gonna take care of you guys, but you will listen to what they have to say because they represent my will in the cockpit or in the cabin, and my will is what matters.
1: So he said, you know, the flight attendants are here to make you comfortable, but you're going to listen to what they say because they represent me and my will is what matters. Yeah, he's like the commander here in in, in charge of this ship. Be nice
2: to each other. Be respectful of each other. I shouldn't have to say that. You people should treat people the way you want to be
1: treated. So he's saying, hey, be nice to each other. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Kind of makes sense. Wouldn't that be nice if everybody did that? I have
2: to say it. Stow your stuff. Get it out of everybody else's way.
1: Stow your stuff. Get it out of everybody else's way. Kind of a good thing to say. Again, you wouldn't think you have to say this, but this is the world we live in today. This is an actual pilot, a captain on an American Airlines flight.
2: Put your junk where it belongs. Everybody have paid for a space. Don't lean on other people. Don't fall asleep on other people. Don't pass out on other people or drool on them unless you've talked about it. Jesus. And they have a weather-resistant jacket.
1: Now, I, I love this don't lean on other people don't pass out on other people don't drool on other people unless you have a a a weather a weather jacket on sort of a raincoat if you will and he says unless you've talked about it i've flown a lot i've never looked at the person sitting next to me even my wife and said hey are you gonna drool on me this flight you mind if i drool on you no but wait it gets better
2: all right a little bit of fatherhood here the other thing Social experiment on listening to videos on speaker mode
1: and talking on a cell phone on speaker mode, that is cool. So he's sending out the message here, and he said a little bit of fatherhood advice here. Uh, if you're going to have your speakerphone on or if you're going to turn the volume up on whatever video you're watching, that's done. We're done with that. You can't do that anymore. I wish people would say that in the grocery stores because we're starting to see it now in the grocery stores. Again, people are getting into their seats on this flight and the captain is delivering a little pre-flight announcement, laying out the rules.
2: Over and done in this country. Nobody wants to hear your video. I know you think it's super sweet. It probably is. But it's your business, right?
1: So one of the women uh, listening to this saying, what's going on here? Uh, It's someone actually being an adult in the room. It's someone who's in charge of getting you from point A to point B safely telling you that there are rules to be followed while you're on the plane. And frankly, I appreciate it. Keep
2: it to yourself. Use your AirPods, use your headphones, whatever it is. That's your business, okay? It's just part of being you know, a respectful society. The middle seaters, I know it stinks to be in the middle. Raise your hands. Raise them up. Anybody in the middle? Like the
1: okay, so now he's addressing this, the last set of rules he has. And this is where the guy really won me. I mean, all the other stuff was excellent. But this is where he, he took it over the top. He's addressing the middle seat occupants. And remember, the plane is full.
2: People, Yeah, right. Yeah, it's full. All right. Nobody's listening. Fine. You own both armrests. That is my gift to you. Welcome on board our flight.
1: So he told them they now own both armrests. And that has always been the, um, the, the argument going forward. Who owns the armrest real estate? Well, this captain gave it to the people in the middle seat. <laughs> it's gone viral. Harvard's experts on business have have rated this to be uh, just the perfect way a leader should handle a situation. Lay out the rules in a nice way and tell people that you're here to make their lives better. I found that fascinating. I've never heard a pilot like that. We always get the videos Of the guy doing stupid stuff or the flight attendants singing and dancing in the aisles on Southwest Airlines flights. That's fine. I don't care. But I want a I want a pilot who comes in and does exactly what this guy did. Here's the rules. Here's how this is going to work. You sit, you drink, you sleep. I'm going to fly and we're going to go forward. Wouldn't that be nice if our president and vice president had that kind of clarity? Wouldn't it be nice if they could they could speak to us in a, uh, a clear way, in a coherent manner, unlike Joe, unlike Kamala? By the way, who was speaking yesterday and decided to say uh, another little word salad from Kamala.
3: And of course, our small business leaders are leaders in business, and they are also civic leaders and community leaders.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't say. And they're also small. Our small business leaders are leaders in business and in the community. Really? Seriously, madam. And she also was uh, commenting on infrastructure and how the roads, the roads are, they're just so bad that uh, they're costing you money because they're, they're causing you to lose all your tires.
3: People are tired of being required to travel over potholes and bridges that are breaking down, and it's expensive when you when all your tires, you know, when you lose your 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 tires are ended up being flat because of those roads and bridges.
1: Now, the interesting thing here is um, the transportation secretary, who's been absent, uh, especially through the the craziness out of the yellow trucking company that's gone out of business and thirty thousand jobs are gone, and we haven't heard boo from Mayor Pete. But he's the guy who's supposed to be the, the voice over the uh, Department of Transportation. Shouldn't we talk to him about those, those tires and those potholes? Oh, wait. He was known as Mayor Pothole. Yeah. He was Mayor Pothole in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, they're just embarrassing. Uh, but uh, that's Kamala's day yesterday where she delivered uh, a, a beautiful word salad, once again. Before I step out for a quick break, uh, let's get one more call in here. Bob is in Fairfax, Virginia. Bob, what is on your mind, sir? You want to uh, offer a solution? It's got to be quick, though.
0: Sure. Uh, I think we should remove two functions from DOJ. Uh, One is counterintelligence, and the other is political. So this would be investigations and the prosecution of anything having to do with that. So DOJ fbi everyone under doj would be
1: prohibited from investigating and prosecuting those functions be outside of doj somewhere else i like it and it removes the question of politics and bias as well thank you bob Uh, we'll come back in just a couple of minutes michael pelka putting a wrap around this week on the chris plant show there's only one chris plant the
2: chris plant show
1: Michael Pelka wrapping up a week here for Chris Plant. Got to thank the uh, Triple J team, Jeff, Jasmine, and Jane for taking care of business. And I have to thank the audience, uh, keeping me on the straight and narrow. Steven wrote and said, hey, you got it wrong. Mayor Pete was not the mayor of a big city like Indianapolis. He was the mayor of South Bend. You are correct, Steve. I apologize. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. And somebody said, please, we need one more Kamala word salad. About 24 hours ago, she was meeting with the Mongolian prime minister and said this. In particular,
3: we will discuss the work that we will do together to strengthen our space cooperation. You and I spoke briefly about the beginning of the next era and for you, what that means in terms of your leadership and your vision for the future. And certainly strengthening our space cooperation would be a part of that agenda.
1: Yes, because we all know what a big player in the space business Mongolia is. <laughs> oh my God. And one more, one more clip. Uh, Joe Biden put out an ad featuring him drinking out of a coffee cup. And um, the coffee cup has the Dark Brandon logo on it. They really don't see that we're mocking them with the Dark Brandon thing. They don't get it. But they're going to keep selling the mugs. Here's Joe. Yesterday, the ad debuted. I like my coffee dark. That's all it is. Sips out of the cup, puts it in front of the camera. I guess he can't screw up something that simple. Keep the fires burning. Keep marching towards normal. Remember normal? It's Michael Pelka reminding you, testudo, my friends. Testudo. (laughs) Testudo.